Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560, The Source. All right, hour two. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. First hour went by really fast, so appreciate y'all. Calling in, we'll talk more about this website calls it branded titles, but salvage titles and also some uh, bad advice that I feel is on the Internet that I'll get into in a moment as well. Josh Goff, of course, with us from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Justin along with him as well. He runs Ridgeline Auto Brokers, which is the same company, just two different divisions of how we do things up in Boulder. So for all of you listening, if you need anything, just go to the website, drive-radio.com. You'll find them all there. Or... RidgelineAutobrokers.com if you're looking to buy a great used car. We've got you taken care of there as well. Uh, Jeff, you're next. Western Montana, what's going on? Hey, good morning. Just enjoying, I think, the last full good day we're going to have before winter starts. Yeah, I think you're sending it our way because I think we're good till about Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow afternoon I think is when it starts to go downhill and uh, uh, probably see our first snow of the year, which is not bad. I mean, you know, it's... uh, No, it is that time of year. Yeah, you, you live. In, you should know what you're going to get where you live. That's right. Um, you were talking about batteries earlier, and it's that time of year, speaking time of year, when batteries are going to start getting stressed more than they do the rest of the year during the winter. And uh, one of the things I wanted to, uh, we've, you've talked about it before, it's been a topic, but um, trickle charging and sulfation on batteries, you know, Um I don't think people really understand it. I didn't for a lot for a long time. I do now. Uh, remember what the the main issue with an iCAD was when we used to use an iCAD batteries? Um, you had to bring them all the way down, and then all the way yeah. up. Otherwise, they develop a memory. Mm-hmm. And lead acid is kind of that like that on the opposite. Uh, you know, it, uh, in a lead-acid battery, you have sulfuric acid and lead plates. And by discharging it, you make lead sulfate and water. And when you recharge them, you bring it back. The problem is you can't bring it back to 100%. You may bring it back to 99% or 99.5. But every time you bring it down, you're not bringing it back up to 100%. You're not getting rid of all the lead and sulfate. And that's what causes the problem is that if you discharge, you're, you're going all, you know, if you discharge a significant amount, you're generating a significant amount of lead sulfate, and you're not getting rid of all of it when you bring it back up. So it starts a cycle where you're keeping a little more and more and more until finally the battery will fail because you'll, you'll get a, uh, a point where uh, you get contact between the two sets of plates. And uh, so... When, you know, your advice on trickle charging that we've talked about is spot on, particularly for collectors. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't put a battery keeper 
I guess is a better way to put yeah, it. Yeah, battery tender. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. But even on your daily driver, I mean, it's not it's necessary there. But it would not be a bad idea to have a tender on that as well. If you're not driving it every single day, Jeff, I agree. Especially on the modern cars where there's so much parasitic draw. Uh, I mean, so I'm, I'm getting reports from people that text me and even people that I, I know personally where on modern vehicles, if you're not driving them for as much as even two weeks, a brand new car can go dead in as little as two weeks without having it on some sort of a tender. So for all of you listening, if you're in that world, if you're driving every day, not a huge issue. If it sits a couple of weeks, uh, I'll tell you right now, again, there is enough parasitic draw. Now, some cars, some models will shut things off if it notices things getting down below a certain level, but not all of them do that, Jeff. Right, and if it does fully discharge, you run a significant risk of not being able to get it to come back. I mean, it's... it's the other thing I've noticed, too, of uh, late, and I was going to ask these guys, so I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff. I feel like, because I've got a couple of these vehicles myself, I feel like the AGM batteries are more prone for this than the regular, typical lead-acid batteries are. That's just my own personal... Mm-hmm findings the agms i think don't do as well at keeping a charge when there's a parasitic draw on them as other types of batteries do that's my own personal experience what do you guys think on that well i mean there's two things the agm if you ever run it completely dead it's time to go buy a new battery okay you're never bringing that thing back up that's what we've seen quite a few times but usually also what i'm finding is the agms in our newer cars which newer cars you know back when i first started in the industry 20 milliamps was a big draw. That was like our dividing line. We're almost to one amp on some of these new cars because we have 100 modules. Right. And they all need to kind of be all kept alive a, a little degree. bit. That's right. That's and right. The, even with the smart junction boxes, you now we have a fuse box that has a computer on it that acts as a body control module and all right. this. It doesn't shut everybody down. It still needs to stay alive, and it has to keep a few other modules alive. So, so we can have almost up to one amp worth of draw when everybody's asleep. That's, kind of, that's, that's quite a bit, yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. So and and to my point is that if you keep it fully charged, then you essentially have a new battery all the time. And it, I I think you had said once uh, before that you had a uh, collector car and it, the battery lasted ten years on it. For yeah, you. yeah. I kept it on a I kept it on a, a tender and yeah had no issues with it whatsoever. I mean, I sold that car about a year ago, and I would venture to guess the dealer that. Ended up with it, probably just passed it back on again, and I guarantee you it's probably still got the same battery in it now. Probably does. Right. And if you think about it, golf carts use lead acid, most of them, at least the old ones. True. And, you know, you had to replace the batteries on those fairly, char- fairly often. Why? Because you would bring them down and up and down and up, and and that lead sulfate just doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, it, it's, it, it was eye-opening for me, and uh, it kind of changed my whole philosophy. I was, uh, ah, I'll just, I'll just charge it when I need it. Now, any vehicle that doesn't get driven regularly—I mean, even my little Kawasaki side-by-side UTV—is on tender, mm. and uh, and I just uh, uh, great example. Yep, I, and, and no problems. I mean. You know, I could you, you can find them out there twenty to forty bucks. So for twenty bucks insurance, very good point. A peace of mind. You know, why wouldn't you do that? I good guess, point. Is my thought. Good point. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yes. Yep. Good point. Okay, no, that was that. That was my mini rant of the day. No, you're you're spot on, Jeff. I appreciate that very much. And yeah, I was going to mention that today, anyways, guys, just because the. 
I've noticed on a few of the cars. I don't have a lot of cars with AGMs, but I do have a couple with AGMs, and I will tell you that I don't think they hold their charge as well. Just my own opinion. I just don't think they do. No. And no. and again, I I don't know why. And maybe that's an answer you guys can have. So AGM is a glass mat battery. It's a different right. technology than you're using with a regular lead-acid battery. Why would it not want to hold a charge as well? Thoughts? I'm not a battery expert, so I, I can't I, – I don't know. You know, the vehicles that are getting those AGM batteries are, are running more things. I wonder if there's just more, like you said, modules alive. The other thing that we run into is if someone brings a battery down or jump starts a battery is trusting your alternator to bring that battery all the way back up. It, you're going to have to drive that car all day right. to bring that, that battery back up. So, I mean, a trickle charger, fast charger be a... A faster way to get it back to life hopefully well hopefully and and the other thing is the alternator wasn't designed to bring a dead battery all the way back up it's okay. pretty much an alternator is pretty much a maintainer it's a maintainer yeah, yeah. but i don't know if there's something in the design of it that you know with agm batteries we have to charge them at different rates you know you just can't even use a different charger a different charger you have right. to use a smart you charger. know i i bought i had to buy a whole you know because of these vehicles i now have i had to upgrade my battery charger mm-hmm. just to be able to handle charging an AGM battery because even it's different. And, you know, the cars that get AGMs also have software in them on how they charge them. So a BMW, you have to go in and reset it. In a lot of modern cars, you have to reset it because a new AGM, you want to kind of gently recharge it. But they also know over time they degrade, so you have to charge them harder and harder. I see. So if you go and you don't reset it, a lot of times you'll take a new AGM out because it thinks it has an old battery in it, and it's just Uh, throwing a ton of amperage at it, and it will... I get take it. the battery out when it's a new battery and it only needs, you know, three amps, and it thinks it's an old battery and you're throwing 50 amps out. And that's why it's also imperative that if your vehicle calls for a lead acid, you put a lead acid in it. Right. If your Good vehicle point. calls for an AGM, Good you point. only put an AGM in it, and that needs to be very specific. And, Great point. And a lot of makes and models, it depends on what options they had. So Chrysler mm-hmm. is notorious. If it has start-stop, it got an AGM. Oh. If it doesn't have start-stop, it got oh. a normal lead acid. Oh. And the only way to know is if you paid attention to whether it has start-stop. Because it's the same group, so same size battery, same position under the hood. Everything looks the same, but if it has start-stop, it needs to have an AGM on it. Yep. Makes sense. And the software for the charging system is set up, th- it thinks it has an AGM, so it will charge it like it has an AGM. Makes total sense. All right, tell you what, we'll take a quick break. <coughs> Excuse me, Mike's calling in from, from Castle Rock again. We'll get to him in just one moment. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Geno's Auto Service is promoting a smooth ride with special savings on struts. Your struts play a big part in the handling of your vehicle and the comfort in your ride. This month, purchase two Napa Quick Struts and earn a $50 prepaid Visa card. Purchase four Napa Quick Struts and you'll receive a $150 prepaid Visa card. Updating and replacing struts are important to the structure holding your tires, the brakes, and steering system. Geno's is celebrating 40 years in business, serving Colorado families in Littleton. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Enjoy a smooth ride and get either a $50 or $150 prepaid Visa card with a new strut purchase. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. That's Geno's with a J, 
Visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. If you're new to the area, our Napa Auto Care Center would like to extend a hearty welcome. We'd like to introduce you to our top quality vehicle maintenance and repairs, nationwide warranty, and service you can trust. Stop by our Napa Auto Care Center for your special welcome kit. It has the information you need to get to know us, plus welcome specials to save you money from the very start. Visit NapaOnline.com. Napa Know Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, Josh Goff with us from Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline. Auto Brokers in Boulder, Drug Justin along with us, or with him as well, so he's with us today also from the same place, so appreciate you guys very much. We'll get into some of my other topics on just used cars and things here in a moment as well. Mike, what's going on? You're back. Yes, I'm not familiar with this. Is it AGM, you said? Yeah, they're, it's called a glass mat battery. That's what the AGM stands for, auto glass mat. Never heard of it. They're in a lot of exotics, my, my new ZL1. Uh, Camaro Mike has one in it, so it's it's they're becoming more popular in 
exotic or where, like my ZL1, there's not a lot of engine compartment room by the time they're done with everything in there. So they're a smaller format battery as well, about two-thirds the size of a regular battery, I think, is the other reason they use them. Yeah. Okay. A ZL1. Oh, darn the bad luck. I feel for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was one of my big trades I made last year. I I traded two for one. Well, you... You couldn't have done a better job. Well, and I didn't realize at the time. I bought that, you know, last October, Mike, and I really had no idea that that car was going to get, the Z01 was going to get as popular as it is now. You can't hardly find one, buy one. The ones that are out there are 10K over sticker. I had no idea that they were going to do that when I bought that car, and I did not have to pay that for it. I was lucky. Yeah, at least that is a remarkable piece of equipment. It's a super uh, fat. uh, it's It's kind of a... I don't want to call it a sleeper, but, you know, most people in that world are buying, you know, Hellcats and things like that. And little do they know that that car with the, you know, depending upon the two drivers driving a Hellcat or that car, uh, depending upon who's driving, they're fairly equal in how fast they are in a quarter mile or what have you. So it really, in in fact, around a circle track or, you know, Nuremberg or someplace like that, the Z01 is much faster because it's a lighter car. Wasn't the ZL1 Chevy's answer to Ford's 350R Mustang? Yes. They're more of a track car they are. than they are a drag That's car. right. That is and, correct. And they they stop and turn and go uh, like you would want. It's a pretty phenomenal car. I mean, that, that, that car of mine, you yeah. can be rolling down the road at, you know, I don't know, 25, 30 miles an hour and, and hammer it, and it'll just, the back end will just come around. I mean, it's, it's just super fast, Mike. It's unreal. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I, I'm a you know I'm a big fan of cars and I love to drive on the track. That is a remarkable piece of equipment. It's a pretty cool car. I mean, again, I took two for one, but I think the two I did ended up. You know, I I did the right thing. I think you did too. All right, thank you. You're very welcome, Mike. No, it's uh, so all everybody listening. AGM. It's a it's a it's a you know a glass mat battery meaning it's not the same lead the other reason why we use those because it's not a lead acid battery it doesn't have to be upright you can take an AGM battery and mount it pretty much well not pretty much you can upside down if you want to i mean reality is nothing's leaking out of it there's no corrosion so so for a lot of hot rodders they'll use mike if you're still listening a lot of hot rodders will use an AGM as well because you can put them in really unique places and not have to worry about the mounting uh, situation you know like say for example you want to put it in the trunk on its side okay, you can do that with an AGM where you can't do that with a lead-acid battery. And even some of the, you know, it used to be back in the day, the Gates batteries, you know, the Optimus kind of had that same claim. You can mount them all different directions. Problem with that is it's still a wet battery. A lot of people don't understand that. It's a it's a wet battery where they've taken the lead and wrapped it around. It's called a spiral core battery because they've wrapped that lead around you know the the cotton i guess you could call it or the or the material that's around that it's not exactly cotton but it's a material that's going around the lead and then they soak it with of course the acid that they need to make things you know electronically you know electrolysis i should say work properly but it's still a wet battery there was a misconception for years that that was a dry cell battery and that's kind of what they called them but that's not technically correct because it still is a quote-unquote wet battery they don't corrode like a regular you know battery would but and they had a claim where you could mount them on their sides and so on although i found that through the years of doing that that's again not quite 
If I was going to put a battery on its side and that was my only way to mount it, I would do an AGM battery. I, I would not do a Gates battery and do it that way on the side. What about you guys? Yeah, they've kind of fallen out of popularity, too. The whole Optima was a big thing, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, and now it's all AGMs. AGMs taking that over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. So, uh, Hank and Aurora, you're next. Go ahead. Hi, John. I once heard you say, uh, I have a car that Ford should never have built. A 2002 Ford Windstar. <laughs> uh, that is correct. Yeah, and um, it, it's really served me well for what my wife and I needed. Well, you, uh, evidently, Hank, here's, here's what I will tell you that I already know. If you're still driving a 2002 Windstar, you understand maintenance or you wouldn't be driving it. Oh, I do, and that's why I'm calling. So I already knew that because you wouldn't be driving that car otherwise. <laughs> it wouldn't be on the road. No, anymore. it would not no. be. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've invested some money in it, but every time I do and complain about it, I realize exactly what I needed it for and what it and how much use it's given us. However, uh, I, I'm I'm pulling my hair out and I'm bald. I now have another problem or the same problem. Uh, the 110,000 miles. It sat all summer with a battery tender on it. And I heard you guys talking, and I've added it up. I've got 15 batteries on battery tenders, okay. and some are better than others. And my latest acquisition were a pair of Schumachers, and they seem to do everything. Standard AGM, yes. gel, deep. Yes, Yeah, okay, well, I'll give that a try. Back to my problem. Uh, so I resurrected this thing. I got back in town took the tender off, started right up, uh, fueled it up. It was almost full. I left it full and drove it maybe 30 miles, parked it, decided I'm going to go to the health club with this car. Listening to you last Saturday, I got 500 feet and it shuddered and died. Mm. And I thought, well, this isn't any good. No lights, no nothing, just shuddered and died. Turned the key on, everything lights up. It's got power. Finally got it started, drove it right straight home again. I'm not screwing with this thing. The next day, I thought, I'm going to be aware, uh, started it up, drove it. I must have gotten about a quarter of a mile, and it shuttered and died. So I limped it, got it started, got it back to the house. Then two days in a row, I started it up, just let it idle in the garage. And it would do that for about 10 minutes, and it died. It's on its third fuel pump, and they're all Ford products. Ford did the last two. I called Ford, and they pretended they didn't know anything about a Ford Windstar or a fuel pump. As a matter of fact, the guy told me they can't even order it. It's a dinosaur. Hmm. So I went to Napa and ordered um, a fuel pump. A uh, fuel filter, and it's a Delphi uh, lifetime. Okay. Yeah, warranty. that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I'm just going to have it. I'm going to limp it to the garage close to me or have it towed, and I'm just going to put one in. I'm not even going to screw with it. But when I turn the key on, I can always hear the pump. And since the other three failed or two failed, uh, that's exactly what I listen for is the pump. And the pump runs and the car starts well. But it won't go anywhere. So I'm just going to put another fuel pump in it. Now, my question is, did my wife piss somebody off and they doctored up my gas tank? Um, are these things just no damn good? Am I just letting it suck? <laughs> I have no long? idea. Great question. Um, 
Did you have so, any fuel stabilizer in the fuel? I did. Okay. Because usually what we see, if you parked it with ethanol gas in it, it'll make all the metal parts in the fuel pump rust. And that'll usually make a fuel pump go bad just by sitting there. Did we run the stabilizer through the whole system? Mm-hmm. No, not on this time. This time mm-hmm. I did not. No. On my other piece, pieces of equipment that I have, and everything with battery tenders on it, they're smaller, they're smaller things like lawn tractors and some antique stuff. I, I run those until I'm sure I got everything in the car. Mm-hmm. But on this thing... I usually just come home, start it up, and drive it away. Uh, my Ford Ranger, uh, I just started it up, and it seems to run okay, but I don't know that either. Never given it, but this Windstar just eats. And you know, other cars I've had take the back seat out, take the plate out, and remove and replace. This, you got to drop the tank. Mm-hmm. And every time I've done it, I've given them a full tank of gas <laughs> to work with. And this one, it's it's topped off. Would it be advisable to try to see if there's anything in the tank? Or when they take it apart, put the new pump in, purge the line somehow by turning it on and, you know, just leave the line open, see what comes out, or just put it all back together and... and, and, and and afford the maintenance, like John said. I can afford this. Otherwise, I wouldn't own it. Right. right. The only thing I would, you know, look into is maybe put a new fuel pump relay in at that time. You know, so. And then, you know, making sure it's full all the time. You know, nothing, a fuel pump relay, where is that located? It should be in the fuse box under the hood. And there's also the inertia switch on those, which is actually on the right. driver's yeah, side kick the, panel. And what can happen with those is sometimes the contacts will get worn in it. So it's pulling more current through it, and the pump kind of has to pull a little bit harder to have enough electricity going to it. So if you put new ones in, the current flow will flow to the pump easier and let it stay at speed and, you know, do what it needs to do. So I would just look at, have them, usually the inertia switch is not bad, but the fuel pump relay, it's still getting turned on and off all the time, and the contacts will get bad at it on that. So I would get that replaced too. Is that a part I can buy at Napa? You should be able to, yeah. So it's just a fuel pump relay. That's it. And the hardest thing is uh, pump just or Ford just goes and puts numbers on all the things in the fuse box. It doesn't label anything. So hopefully you have yeah. the original owner's manual. And in the back, it should have a little sheet that shows the diagram of the fuse box and what everything is. You know, which fuse is the fuel pump fuse and which is the headlight relay and the fuel pump relay. So... If you have that, you'll be able to find it. If you don't, there's a bunch of relays that are hard to, <laughs> to figure you out. You need a schematic at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I do have that. So my self-diagnosis, and I may be completely wrong, what else would make a car just drive off and die, shudder and moan and oh. and, uh, and then start up and drive yeah, again? There's the, a ton on of that stuff. car, the list is endless. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it yeah, just it is. <laughs> it's, you know. Oh, you know, I wouldn't have worried about it because I was going to donate it, and I've talked about this. Uh-huh. I was just going to donate it, uh, but some lady totaled my daily driver, so I had to uh. resurrect this thing. New tires, um, you know, everything new back on it again, and and I can afford all this, but it's annoying. I, I don't – if you can't trust a piece of equipment, what are you going to do? Well, Exactly. 
Yeah. If you can't even get to the health club, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'd have to shoot my. There you go. <laughs> wow. Okay. So a pump. Uh, I got a filter. Now I got a. Uh, now I got to get a relay. Mm-hmm. And I think the contact in the back. Can you jiggle that thing or take it apart and clean it or the uh, the inertia relay or not? No, it should be. You know, I've only seen those fail every once in a super blue moon. So yeah, I thought maybe be it could have been. Yeah, but I always hear the pump turning Run. on when I turn the key. I always hear it. But it uh, obviously something's going to miss. I'll tell you what, I'll have this thing done by next week, and I'll have to call you back with the results. Sounds good. Yeah. Is it, so I got this Schumacher brand, uh, I bought yeah. two of them. Good Chargers. brand. A good brand? Oh, yeah, very much so. Yes, yes, yes. Should have bought Should have bought four. Very good I brand. Had one. I had one I had on my car that when the power went off, which was fine, but when the power came back on, the tender didn't power up again. You had to go in there and reset it, and unbeknownst to me, I didn't reset it, so I end up with a dead battery. So I got, don't buy that brand. I can't remember which, which brand it was, but uh, I'm not using that one anymore. Yeah, a lot of times you've got to tell it what it's going to charge. So when it loses power, you've got to tell it again what you're charging. Oh, what do you mean? I don't know. Oh, are there are there, are there different buttons on yours? Yeah, it was different. There were like four buttons, and when you turned the power off, you had to set it to like two amps or whatever mm-hmm. there were. And, and it, it wouldn't do it automatically. It would just power on, but you had to set it. And if I'm not here to set it, what is the guy going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got, you know, these other ones, these small ones on my lawn tractors and stuff. They're little small 12-volt batteries, but it's cheaper just to run a tender than to yeah. remove and replace every year. Agree. All right, John, I'll let you know. How All right, appreciate it, Hank. Thanks. Nope, take, take, take care. Have a great afternoon. John and Centennial, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. As you've probably noticed, the fall is upon us. Now we call it fall not just because the leaves are falling, but the temperature is falling as well. So this week, we want to make sure that we're talking about your engine cooling system. Yep, that's right, the cooling system. Because the cooling system in your car does so much more than just cool the engine. Your coolant also acts as a lubricant and protects key engine components. But the reason that it's so important to check your coolant before the temperature gets too cool is that your engine depends on the coolant to keep it from freezing. So, before fall turns too cold, make sure that you have the cooling system in your car checked and that your car is ready to make it through another cool Colorado winter. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie. We'll talk to you again next week. Never know how. Take vitamins, exercise, ease up on the coffee. Sound familiar from your last visit to the doctor? Well, your Napa Auto Care Center knows preventative maintenance, too. By grouping together services your vehicle needs, customized for the way you drive, they can save you time, money, and hassles, prevent troubles down the road, and give you confidence when you travel. Ask your Napa Auto Care Center to build a preventative maintenance plan for your vehicle today. Visit NapaOnline.com. Napa Know How. 
Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and, in most cases, an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560, Legacy Automotive, Ridgeline Auto Brokers with us today. Josh and Justin, appreciate both those guys as well. And John and Centennial, you are next. Hi, appreciate uh, your show. Love to listen to it. Thank you. Simple, simple question. Looking for replacement headlight bulbs. Uh, I like a nice, white, bright one. They're not the LEDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on 2015 Santa Fe. What would your recommendation be? Which brand? Without going through a lot of issues with modifying of housings and electrical components and so on, you just need to go to Napa and ask them exactly what you just asked us. They've got several different series of bulbs that would work as a straight drop-in replacement to what you have right now. And when it's all said and done, trust me, this is from experience, when it's all said and done, that is the best option you have. Yes, there's LEDs and things like that you can go to, and I'll have callers calling in afterwards telling me all of that. But I will tell you, everybody listening, the easiest thing to do, and Josh is over here nodding his head in agreement, easiest thing to do is just get the brightest regular bulb for that housing that comes standard and go with it. Right, Josh? That is the easiest thing to do. It's the easiest way to do it. And frankly, yeah, John, I think at the end of the day, the best way, because, for again, for all of you listening to say, no, 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 you can do the uh, – there's enough body control modules and other things going on on these cars that unless you get the exact bulb with the right resistance to make everything else function properly, you could easily have other issues where lights are coming on and other things are happening that are headlight-related. Mm-hmm. It's easiest and best to just replace it with what's there now with just the brightest white bulb you can buy. Yeah, unless you have a week of free time. Correct. <laughs> 
Thank you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, looking at you know supply that I've got in the garage here. I've got a couple different varieties of the Napa Night Vision. Brilliant. Yeah, and, they, and again, they've got you know Napa. Of course, they've got several different lines of. Right. bulbs that you can do and i don't remember what bulb that is if it's a 9007 or a whatever i don't i have i'd have to look it up john but whatever it is just get the brightest of whatever you whatever you desire in that it seems like they have five varieties of all of like a 9007 there's five different bulbs Correct. you want what hue you want what exactly. whatever you want so and most of those you know the, you're in centennial the new warehouse type store that they put in that we did the remote from you know, down there in your area, John, is where I would go because they'll have pretty much whatever you want on the shelf. Because there's, you know, a, there's a there's about what did, what did we determine last time we were down there? there there's millions upon millions of dollars of inventory uh, in that facility. So that's where I would go. Where is that one located? I usually go to the store in Parker. No, that, if you want to go to the big warehouse, it's down off of 470. And I should have had this in my notes. Uh Give me one minute. I can go back in my notes and, and find it for you. Hang on one second. It's at 8237 South Holly in Centennial. 8237 South Holly. It's in actually an old grocery store. Uh, I think it's an old Safeway. That's how large this parts store is, John. It's a mini warehouse on the south end of town for Napa. So they've got literally most everything you could think of in the store. Super. I'll swing by there then. All right. Thank you, Matt. You're very welcome, John. I appreciate it. Yes, before everybody sends me all sorts of messages and links and so on, voice of experience, even on my old 04 Dodge truck, which had a kind of a, uh, Charlie can grab that, uh, had a sort of a, what do I want to call it, rustic body control module. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best way for me to say that on an 04 Dodge. If I don't run the right headlight bulbs in it, it will turn on the stupid lamps out light. Yep. And that's in 04. So believe me, it's in a lot of cases not worth dinking around with all of the other quote-unquote replacement bulbs, assemblies, and so on, because you're liable to have other issues when it's all said and done. I know that's not for all cars, but late model cars, it, you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, it it we can do. become a yes. real issue. Yep, keep the, the factory bulb in it. And just be better off I in will the say end. those, um, when you start going higher and higher with those night vision bulbs, the brighter they are, the the less they last. Right. So oh, they will point. they will they will go good out point, a little more Justin. often. Good point, Frank in Commerce City. You're next. Yeah, um, I got a couple questions. I've got a '73 Ford Country Squire wagon, and I uh, <clears throat> went to Worldwide Vintage Auto the other day, and I was pretty much decided to take it to them and let them sell it. Okay. But I was wondering about the emissions. They They'll handle all that. And on a, they'll handle all that, and depending upon where that car gets sold, might not even be a factor, Frank. Yeah, that's what they told me. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, yeah, I would let them deal with all of that, depending upon who buys it, where is it, where it goes, and so on. They'll deal with all of that. Okay. That another reason why you use them, frankly. Right. Yeah. Uh, another question. <clears throat> I've got a 2023 Kia Soul, and. I want to raise the passenger front seat up. Now, it has an airbag in the backrest. Will I take a chance of setting that airbag you, up? And you, will not, you will not find, unless you make all of those components yourself, you will not find any shop anywhere that will do that for you. Well, I'm asking if I do it myself. If you do it what yourself, I, it, I, 
I don't think you'll set anything off by doing that. You just got to make sure you get all that done correctly, and you're taking all the risk on you if there's ever an accident down the road with it. Yeah. Including after you sell it. Okay. And on so, the passenger side, there's a scale in that seat. Uh-huh. And you change some stuff, you can have an airbag light stay on. Because forever. Forever. Right. I, I, Frank, would not do it. Okay. Frankly, That's Frank, cool. I would not do it. <laughs> Right. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you. And, and I say that, you know, and I, by the way, this, you know, you're talking to a guy that back in the day when it came to building, you know, off-road vehicles and Jeeps and so on, we did all sorts of stuff like this back then because you could, because everything was stationary. You didn't have all the electronics and the airbags and so on and so forth, and it was a whole different world then. In today's world, even personally myself, I would not do any of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks just for just because advice. of all of the risks associated, I would not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you're okay. changing the safety features of that. That's vehicle right. Just exactly. just by moving that. Seat. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right, Thank Frank. You. And good luck on the wagon with Worldwide Vintage. And for everybody listening to, him, I want to make sure I'm clear on that. The reason why that's not such a big issue with that car on the emission side of it is the chances of that car selling even in Colorado are probably minimal. That car will most likely end up out of state, going somewhere else where it may not even have any emissions you know emissions programs and so on in their area so again that's why you just let them handle the entire transaction they'll deal with all of it for you and yeah worldwide vintage autos over here in denver great guys by the way i can't tell you how many people we sent there to have this particular situation done let them sell that old car uh classics and by the way for worldwide vintage it's not just classics it could be even some very unique newer vehicles that even you guys at ridgeline aren't going to deal with exotics things like that they'll take even that stuff so it doesn't have to be you know a 1954 or 74 it could be a 2024 that's a very exotic you know different vehicle that they'll still take and handle for you that no offense the guys at ridgeline that's just not your world it's not your market and what you do it's not we'll take consignments but oh 20 grand and under kind of consignments. yes it's a hundred thousand dollar exotic that's just not your world not not our part not your customer base Mm -hmm. even so uh makes sense so yeah worldwide vintage autos find them at drive-radio.com carol you're next Hi, um, thanks for taking my call. I have a 2004 Chevy Trailblazer. It has 100,000 miles on it. And for the last six months, my dashboard, while I'm driving, goes completely out. Hmm. None of the gauges work. The idiot lights come on and go off, and it makes kind of a sizzling noise. Well, now it's happening every day. So I'm just wondering... um, I've had the alternator check. I put, I put in a new battery. I'm just wondering <laughs> if you have any ideas. You know, it's, Carol, in those, that's that's a very common failure yep. anyways. Um, we're, we're all nodding our head with yeah. you because we know exactly what it does. A, a lot of times the GM dealers are going to have that part on the shelf. They can install it, reprogram your odometer, or they program the odometer before you put them in. But does Napa still do that, Josh? They used to. Do they still? so hit or miss right now on that older okay. stuff. So. Okay. I haven't so. seen that recently. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh. So there you go. So there's your answer, Carol. So yeah, that common problem, and yes, part? it can be fixed. What 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 part is it? Because the whole I assembly. What's it called? The whole assembly. The, the instrument whole dash cluster. instrument cluster assembly. Yep. Everything you're looking at. So it's the dash cluster Correct. assembly. Correct. Just the dash cluster. If you say that word, everybody in this world knows that. Okay, is it very expensive? Is it worth fixing? 
You know, it's not bad. I think the last couple that we've done are between four and six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends. So on by the time you do labor installed and everything, it'll be a thousand bucks or so, Carol, or less. Probably around but there. Because I, I like the car, and it you know it has low mileage. Yeah, so. if it's low yeah. mileage, you like the car, and it's going to last a while, would I fix it? Yes, I would. Absolutely. Okay. Dash cluster assembly. Yep. Hey, thank and, you. And if you just tell them what it's doing, they'll know exactly what you're talking about, Carol. That's a common problem. Well, I did bring it to a mechanic, and he said, oh, it's the alternator. No, no it's, it's not. not. No, 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 it's not. He's wrong. Okay. And, and again, you've, you've got to get somebody that knows that vehicle into Justin's. Again, we would normally have you go to an independent, but in this case, because you're going to have to get the dealer part most likely anyways, just have them go and do it. Okay. He, he had mentioned, oh, maybe it's a loose wire. Well, I doubt that, it. No. I okay. Doubt. I, and that's, I, again, it's a known problem because those clusters just go bad. and. Why? Uh, we could spend an hour talking about that, all sorts of different reasons. It was not a great design in the first place, frankly, but it was just a common problem on that vehicle. And, John, um, Legacy can do it. Geno's can do it. Right. Um, the GM actually programs the mileage into the cluster and then ships them out to us. Correct. So we, so. we as an independent, which, I, again, I don't have an independent that I can recommend for you in, in Colorado Springs, Carol. So, again, you, good independent dealer or whatever, but the part's going to come through the dealer. And right exactly. now... Just know with the strike that might be a problem as well. Just know that going yeah. into it. Yeah, I hear you. Well, it's just a pain trying to drive it and not I, how you know, I, I hear you there. That's why I. That's why I would fix it. And, and again, the sooner we get going on it, the sooner you're going to get it fixed. They may have to order it, and you may just have to wait in line. All right, cool. All right, thanks okay. a lot. Thank you, Carol. Appreciate it. Wayne in Castle Rock, Mike. You guys hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles. From oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to trans- transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. When you find an automotive repair shop with service you can trust, that's a big deal. That's why so many of our Napa Auto Care Center's customers tell their friends and neighbors about us. Stop by today and pick up your referral cards. 
When one of your friends comes in for vehicle service or repairs, our Napa Auto Care Center will reward you. Find your nearest location at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how! Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raised Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience issues, but don't worry. Our solution can save you both time and money compared to costly replacements. Introducing our revolutionary high-density polyurethane foam injection. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. All right, we are back. Mike and Aurora, you're next. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, uh, talking about adventures and headlight bulb replacement. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, First, I had one HID headlight go out on my 08 Lexus, and then I had the other one. And so so I went to the dealer right away, and uh, he told me uh, uh, that'll be uh, $300 plus tax. Well, after they... uh, they brought me back to life off the floor. He said, uh, he, he said, uh, if you're going to buy it elsewhere, pay attention to the, uh, the color. It should be, uh, I think, 92, 92 or 9,300 Kelvins. So I'm like, okay. And I called up uh, Napa Next, about half the price. And then I thought, well, let's see what the Internet has to offer. And, boy, that takes a lot of time. And uh, the... I mean, the the owner's manual tells you the color, and it tells you the wattage, and of course the uh, the uh, part number. But uh, the one thing they don't tell you, and very few manufacturers tell you, was the uh, light output, the lumens. So I finally bought something. I don't think it's it's close to the same color, but it doesn't seem as bright. And I was looking at LED 
headlights. Again, reading the reviews on Amazon, it's pretty helpful. But, you know, guys were uh, wiping out their radios with these things, uh, similar makes and models. And I said, well, I, I don't want to chance that. So, yeah, it's, it's a nightmare out there. Yeah, and, and there, again, there's a lot of guys out there that do these things, but there's times I just have to question mike okay what lights are on now maybe they don't care you know you know dash lights i should say are on and maybe they don't care uh-huh. i mean I, i'm one of those where no i i'm not gonna deal with all that i i mean i can tell you even mike and for everybody listening there's even some vehicles that you need to do some reprogramming of the computer just to put a snow plow and other accessories on so you start changing headlights out and so on yeah it can be a major deal when it's all said and done not exaggerating in oh, the yeah. least no, you're not. Yeah, there was guys that were telling telling the tales of, uh, uh, yeah, having to retro buy uh, extra uh, retrofit things from yep. the, the light manufacturer. And yeah, I mean, LED would be nice, but then I'm wondering what are the what is the longevity of these LED lights? Depends on who you buy them from. There's a I huge mean, difference they, in the quality on those things. I can tell you that right now. You get what you pay for when you buy those. I mean, the manufactured ones the new i mean the ones oh the new ones on the new cars uh probably indefinite i mean they'll last a very very long time but the aftermarket ones you're buying that these you know a lot of folks are just you know putting mm-hmm. in the original housings and such there is a vast difference in those oh yeah some yeah night and day right away that's right some will still be going five years from that's now. right yeah the prices are, are not unreasonable but no. uh, i just don't know what i just don't want to take a chance and i don't know what i'm yeah, and, and i and again i'm not a fan of changing over leds in regular housings unless you know what you're doing and you know exactly how it works and you've had some some history even with a particular brand and you know that one works but otherwise mike it is it is a rat's nest because there is a gazillion different brands as well Mm -hmm. as you know yeah i think i called before with the same topic and you guys said just go to napa and ask those guys because they they got a lot of experience you got it yeah uh well hopefully i won't have to worry about replacing them for a while yeah, that's my story. <laughs> okay, you're it. Mike, appreciate it very much. Thank Thanks. you so much. Uh, Wayne is next. Wayne, I'll try to get this in before the top of the hour news. If not, we'll keep going afterwards. Get started, though. Okay, well, I have two questions. First is my 2000 Ford F-350 diesel. And I've, I called you before about having a uh, parasitic draw. I've had it to seven different shops, and nobody can find it. Uh, so my son-in-law, who owns a shop, he couldn't find it either. He said, Wayne, you hardly ever drive this thing. Just put, put a battery disconnect switch on it. And he said, you only have to put one on, even though it has two batteries. You line up with that? Just need one disconnect You grab switch? that, Charlie. Go ahead, Wayne. Sorry. Did you get my question? Yeah, I, I did. And the downside to a battery disconnect switch is every time you do that, you're losing all of your presets on mm-hmm. radio and some other things along those lines. I'm not a big fan of it. I... I would be more of a fan of if you could battery tender that and you know and keep it up with the battery tender to offset the draw. I would rather do that if I were you, Wayne, than putting a battery disconnect switch in. I would, I would too. But the cars or the truck is parked on the street, so that's not practical. And that makes it. That makes it tough. I, now, I and I don't have any experience with this. If somebody does, they're sure welcome to call in and tell me how they work. They do make these solar tenders i just don't have much experience with those wayne to know how they work you know where you set it up in the dash plug it in the cigarette lighter and it keeps things up i just don't have much experience with those i hadn't considered that all right 
Uh, And maybe you're going to be our first. Maybe, you know, get one, try it, and report back, because there are other people like you in that same world. Well, how long is a truck sitting? Um, Well, it it could sit two months without use, but sometimes it'll draw down in a week, and sometimes uh, it won't draw down in two months. As as new as it is, I mean, a week or two is all it takes for, for all those modules to pull it down. Correct. All right, well, I guess I need to start it more often. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. That, that too. Or again, and again, maybe you're our test case, Wayne. Try to you know do some revert, you know, look at some of the reviews and buy one of the better you know solar chargers and just see how it does. I, I wouldn't That's be opposed idea. to that. Give it a, give it a whirl and see what happens. Let us know. Now, the second question I have is on a 2008 suburban with a six liter. Okay, um, I bought it used by your recommendation, actually, and uh, I love the vehicle. Uh, but I replaced the tires and. Discount tire, you know, I, I asked them to check the sensors, you know, the TPS sensors, and they said, well, three of the four are bad, so I okay. just went ahead and That's, no, that. And by the way, that one I got to carry over, Wayne. Good question. I think that'll apply to other people listening. Hang tight. I'll take you back and finish that up here right after the top of the hour. Rick, you can hang tight as well. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.